Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh, this is going to be a challenge today. What do you mean? Oh, there's a situation in the control room. Oh, brother. Got a computer finally replaced. but the Oh, ma- nice. But the mouse does not connect to the computer, so I can't even use it. <laughs> but, it's, but it's there, and if, it's if there, they were Steve. shooting a scene, it would look like you were Absolutely. Working. Yeah. That's a bummer. I don't know how to work without a mouse on a desktop. I tell you, you know, listen. If we put as much money into our um, IT department as we do into flat screen televisions around the building, <laughs> honest to goodness, you can't walk down a hall without seeing another 65-inch TV going up somewhere. Donna just said yesterday, what the hell is up with all these TVs? I'm like, okay, first of all, I have never watched one of these televisions before. Maybe oh, in here, maybe I, in the control room. I come in at night. This is where I watch Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> I say, Lou, let's go watch some Netflix. Let's go to St. Paul. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot. There's You're a there. lot. I get it. They're not that expensive anymore. That was like the meme that I, I told you about yesterday during a commercial break. It said, hey, Black Friday, we all have flat screen TVs now. We're good. How about you put those groceries on sale? Right? Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Anyway, I had a story I wanted to tell you guys about. And, of course, I can't access it because I don't... See, this is why I well, print stuff, you guys. Okay, okay. Look, now suddenly, why are we being... Why are we the bad guys? I'm now? sorry. I'm sorry okay? I blew up. I'm just we're saying, gonna, this is why... We're going to get to your lottery story in a minute, okay? Okay. With lottery story uh, coming up, let's do this next segment. There's also a story about Tinder. I rarely bring a story about Tinder, but I think this is a cool feature mm. that they're rolling out. <laughs> okay. Okay, Don't think right. you're going to be on board, but we'll get to that at 9.15. I would like to start by telling you about what happened in the middle of the night to this last night for me. Okay. Middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Wow. Uh, we're, we've got a lot of Billy Joel references lately, don't we? He's coming to town. He sure is. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law are going to on a trip to Hawaii, a little family vacation. Now, I, according to them, the only way that they were able to pull off this Hawaii vacation, they have a family of five, is my father-in-law has a place in Honolulu. Okay. And he has a, a condo there. And so he has said, like, oh, you guys go down there, you know, I'll just give you the key and go down and enjoy yourselves. And if we're there, we'll hang out with you. And if we're not there, just enjoy Hawaii. So Lou and I haven't done this yet. You know, it's, it takes a lot. You know, you just it's a lot of it's a logistical thing going all the way to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So my sister 
in law, uh, excuse me, my sister, she said, um, would that be open to us? Extended family? TK knows us. My father-in-law, TK. Yada, yada, yada. They end up getting access to his condo this week. Okay? So they have a free place to stay, which makes it financially feasible for them to go to Hawaii. We He sends the key to us. And we get the key, and it's in this big, you know, cardboard situation. We give it to them the other night. Then they start arranging who's going to take them to the airport. My friend Nick, who happens to be between jobs right now, they're like, Nick, we got an early morning drive to the airport that we would really love for you to help us with. So Nick says, great, I'll help you. 4 a.m., okay, they have a 610 flight this morning. That is a friend. Yeah, so. Absolutely. um, you know, within this circle of trust, we've all helped each other quite a bit. So, you know, you never really raise an eyebrow too much when somebody asks you to help. But still, it's an early morning, to be sure. So we decide this the other day. Nick's going to ride them to the airport. This is great. Stevie Boy, busy day yesterday. We have another busy day today, including like, it's just going to be a very busy day, late into the night. Anyway, I said I need to get to bed early last night. I finally get to sleep. It's maybe 10:20 and I was like, okay, I need some I need good sleep here tonight. Wanted to get to bed earlier, blah blah blah. 4:49 my phone starts to ring. And I was like, what is going on here? I look at it, it's my brother-in-law. I said, "Hey Dave, stay uh Steve, it's no, it's Janie. Listen, I'm so sorry to wake you up. We forgot the key. The key to my father-in-law's home that would get no. them into the room." And they the were building. at the airport. They are, Donna. Mm. She said, I am so sorry. We forgot the key. And I was like, okay, that's fine. She said, I said, is your door unlocked? And then they tell me how I can get into the house. Okay, I get into the house. I go over there. FaceTime me when you're there. I'll tell you. She said, all right, go to the purse, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I said, okay, the key is there. It's in that front pouch that you said it was in. And she said, oh, my gosh, you just saved our vacation. And then, you know, because it's like a 10-hour travel day today. And they're coming back next Monday night. It's a five-day Hawaii trip, so, you know, every precious hour counts there on the islands. She said, okay, well, we're at Terminal 2, so, and I said, okay. At one, the first call, she said, maybe we can meet you somewhere. That changed between the time that I went <laughs> from my house to her house and got the key. I said, great, I'll come in. I'll do it. We got it. <clears throat> I get there. I listened to the Tina Fey bossy pants on the way out there. Nice. Boy, is she a comedic writer. Um, she is a very funny writer. But anyway, that book I was listening to on Audible on the way out there. I was like, that's fine. We'll redeem the time. It's great. Go out. Get them the ticket they are, or the, 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 the key. They're so happy. All of the other family members are all, already in the terminal. My sister waiting just out there on the curb so that she could take the key and then get in there. I get there at 530 in the morning. Their flight is at 610. I think everybody else has checked in. The, the airport looked pretty calm at that point. So then she was able to take the key, and she said to me, Thank you so much for doing this. She said, Cruz, or one of her kids, said, don't forget to say thank you to Uncle Steve <laughs> for, mm, for bringing this out here. He's saving, saving the vacation. But she said, and I want you to know that in return, I've given you your opening segment on radio today. <laughs> and <laughs> you could gift. spin it into more if you decided to ask your listeners, tell me about a time that somebody saved your day or you saved somebody else's. It could be a vacation, a trip, mm. uh, uh, broke down on the side of the road, whatever. If you have one of these, as I tell you this story, you remember calling a friend and then they came to your rescue or vice versa. You were called into action. Send us those throughout the morning. We'll get to that at around 1045, but you can send an email to Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. But it was funny. I get on the phone then 
about 5 a.m. I'm now on the road going to Terminal 2. Nick, my friend, calls me, who drove them to the airport. He, knowing I would be awake at this point, and he said, hey, I said, hey, look at this. We both got roped into this in the end. You must be really thrilled. He said, you know what the worst part is about this? You're now the hero. They don't even remember me in this story anymore. <laughs> I am just a footnote in the story of how our Hawaii trip was saved by Steve. Meanwhile, I was at their house at 4 a.m. picking them up. That's funny. Footnote. Oh, anyway. man. Anybody you ever have anything like that happen, Donna, where you're like, <laughs> you got called into action and had to come oh. rescue somebody? No, but I have a similar story from last weekend that I didn't share on the air because I was too embarrassed. But maybe we'll get to that later. Very, very similar. It involved a key. It did. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> and bare feet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the sequel. Mm-hmm. I think we'll definitely be, if you feel comfortable <laughs> sharing, you gave me the, 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 the Cliff Notes version of it yesterday, but you know that might be one of the first times I honored your request and didn't bring it up on the air. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure. You're like, what? This is the most Donna thing of Anything you've ever Super told. Super Donna. Very, very Donna. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sitch. Okay. We'll we'll discuss. What time are we yeah. doing this? Uh, we're going to do that at 1045. Yeah. 1045. So you can email us, Donna, and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com between now and then. Okay. Um, Sounds good. When we return, since my computer mouse works and yours doesn't. I got it now. You got it's it. It's fine. Okay. I'm using a different, com- I'm using a laptop. Okay. Great. It's fine. Everything right. is fine, guys. All right. The lottery, the Minnesota lottery. Um, adding a couple more prize tiers, so uh, we'll let all you degenerates know about that. Yeah, this is great. And then uh, Tinder doing something. I think it's kind of cool. I see the merit in it, but I could also see why some people might absolutely hate it. We'll tell you about that new feature when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Speaking of fun, I did not know about this, Steve. Holly, maybe you did. What is it, Donna? Do you know about the Minnesota Lottery raffle on New Year's Day? No. A friend had told me about this, but I, I didn't know I didn't know it was a New Year's Day thing. I couldn't recall that, but it, she had mentioned it to me. So basically, it's a raffle that only sells a limited number of tickets, so your odds of winning are better. Okay, and they're capped at a certain point. Great. Yes. So, first of all, they're adding two new prize tiers to this New Year's Day millionaire raffle is what it's called. They go on sale today. And it's the lottery's best chance to win $1 million, again, due to the limited number of tickets. So this year, they are increasing the number of tickets available by 100,000. For a total of 800,000 tickets, with 15,677 winning tickets drawn, including two $1 million winners. You got that? I got that. I mean, nearly 16,000 people will win something. So the. So now your chances of winning a million dollars is one in 400,000. Right. Well, it'd be foolish not to get in, don't you think? Yes, I do. With all those chances of winning? And they will sell out. They'll sell out far before, long before the holidays. Hmm. So what they have done is they just added new prize levels at 50000 and $200. 
which the lottery says will increase the overall odds of winning a prize to one in 51.03, which is an improvement in the previous odds of one in 56.81. There will be five $50,000 prizes. That's pretty cool. And there will be 150 $200 prizes. I mean, that's really great. They, they cost $10 a piece, <clears throat> which isn't bad. And again, they sell out far before the New Year's Eve deadline. You know, they say it's a good and maybe their biggest gift-giving yes. lottery ticket. I've gotten scratchers before on my birthday. That's very fun. Yeah, I agree. You, you know anybody who won the lottery? <laughs> um, No, I think... I have a family member who may have won $10,000. She will neither. I got wind of it. And then when I asked about it, she kind of shied away from telling me more about it. Remember the time I thought I'd want a piece of cake? I do. (laughs) That was when Donna was. (laughs) Donna wanted. Okay. You wanted a piece of cake. Sure. No, no. Donna was doing a scratcher. I got a scratcher for my birthday from my older sister. And I, it said, the prize shown is what you've won if you can pair up, or I'm sorry, match up three of the same items. So I matched up three pieces of cake. Oh, that's nice. They were just little slices of cake. Yeah. I didn't see a dollar amount anywhere, and I'm like... Oh, my God, I want a piece of cake. But this is a New Jersey scratch-off, so how am I going to get it? I didn't know if it was like a Little Debbie's. You thought you want a Little Debbie. So I can go to the gas station and get you a Little Debbie right now, Donna, to make up for this pain in your heart. But she'll know she didn't win it, Holly. Then it won't taste as good. I actually think I won $10. Did you scratch deeper at some point to reveal the dollar amount? I don't remember. It's all a blur. I just remember thinking. Donna's like, I played the lottery. All I won was this party hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. Or like scratching <laughs> on the lotto ticket and you're like, boy, I won a loon. Where's my loon? I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking like, you know, when you're at the casino and you do the, you know, three berries in a row. Yeah. Donna's like, where the hell are my cherries? The slots. Yeah. yeah looking up in the thing. <laughs> where is my they got all these coins out here. I haven't gotten any cherries, sir. Okay, guys, I was being super vulnerable. Sorry. I feel like you're totally bullying me now. No. No, no, Donna. What you just said, many, many people have thought that they have won an individual slice of cake from the New Jersey law. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're definitely not alone. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, Donna's single. By the way, um, go figure. Are you ready to mingle? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Not really. All right. She accidentally swiped right on somebody recently. On and then Tinder. I threw my phone across the room. I was like, yeah. ah! The appropriate response. Yep. <laughs> panic <laughs> sets in pretty quick. There's a quick panic trigger for the old D bone. <laughs> um, Donna's on a different uh, dating website. Tinder, though, has some interesting news. I thought it was kind of. I think this is kind of good. But I could understand if people would think that this is not good. They've unveiled a, a few new features, actually, Tinder has. And one of them is a matchmaking option, which allows you to send profiles officially, formally, because maybe you already screen grab it and do this sometimes, but to send profiles to friends and family Oh, okay. to let them weigh in. Okay, okay. See, now I've done this before where I just handed my phone to my family. Sure. And then they just swiped on people for me. And then the next day I'd get these notifications and I'm like, really? Okay. Why have you not done this with me? No, I don't trust you. (laughs) The idea is that this could help you to find a potential match that sort of passes the quote unquote friend test. And if they'll get your parents approval, if that's something that you care about, friends and family would also be able to recommend matches to you, so there's a little other perusing that they could do, kind of like what you've done before, Donna. But the people who you invite to weigh in, you should know, do not have to have their own Tinder accounts, nor are they able to do any Tinder actions oh. on your behalf. So they cannot like, they cannot message potential dates or anything like that. This is a, a, a one-on-one communication that you will have with them. Now, what I like about it is just the... I would imagine sometimes, I haven't done a d- online dating, but I would imagine that it's easy to get into your own echo chamber there and you're doing this in isolation and you're thumbing the dating profile, frankly, while you're sitting on the crapper and then you're just stuck oh, in your wow. own thoughts at wow. that point. And maybe you feel a little, maybe uh, people don't feel foolish about online dating anymore, but I think they used to. And so maybe you would just think, okay, I'm not going to share this with people, whatever. No, no, it's a maybe, but I feel insecure about it, so I'm not going to. I like the idea of opening it up and, you know, getting a little little counsel, a little little advice, little Sure. It's like you know. here, I like this about him. Yeah, what do you think? And then they might see some red flags maybe that you've been vulnerable about before and said, Hey, you know what though, this is a little concerning because this was a problem for you before you just get a little you know, some people. Some, some people. feedback. All right. A little feedback. All right, not bad, not bad. I appreciate that. Thank you, Steve. You know, this is this reminds me of, I've told this story before, but when my, my brother was in college, Scooty, and there was a person in his class, a gentleman, who, who had had an arranged marriage, okay? Okay. So he, he came from some other country, had an arranged marriage, and everybody in the class, and he was talking about it. And so in class, they're all talking about it, <clears throat> like professor included, and they said, how could you know that you're going to love this person? Like, how, how does this happen? Mm. You don't, you never met him, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And he went through and he said, um, this person is now a mother to my children. Um, in, in his situation, this person ran the household, um, took care of 
his niece, blah, 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 went through this whole thing and he said, how could I not love this woman? And I thought it was such an interesting shift on like mm. American dating, which is do you meet all of my warm and fuzzy needs? And I think we view arranged marriages very often as very counter-American for sure. Absolutely. But he spun it in a way that the whole class kind of sat back and thought, oh, well, I never thought about it that way. Huh. I don't know how that fits now that we have the bumper music. I can't process it anymore with you all. So we'll just pretend that I never brought it up. Dang it! All right, this would be a good time for me to give you a heads up. Um, I just learned this recently that I guess it's to some extent a no-brainer that social media can be used against you in a personal injury case. I learned that from Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant because these days, you know, people share everything online and it's natural to share what's happened to you, good and bad. But when you file an injury claim, what happens is insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media post can be twisted. It can be taken out of context. That includes words. It includes pictures. And the thing is, you guys, you only have a certain window of time to file a claim or you're going to lose your right to collect any damages for your injury. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Get a hold of a personal injury attorney who can advise you and help you out. You could call Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. Set up a free consultation. You could do that at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I'm Steve. Hey, Steve. It's going good. Putting some ice on my elbow. Oh, he's still got problems, huh? Rick, man. What's going on? I'm going to slide it down my shirt. Um, It's that tennis elbow. It's that I really jacked it up while we were playing pickleball. Maybe and, uh, if you didn't hog all the shots, that would happen. <laughs> Listen, will you hash that out in post-game therapy with our coach, didn't okay. we? Yeah. Yeah, we were fine. Um, it's okay. Sorry I blew up. It's fine. Are you going to be okay? I don't know. i got to get it down You need some hard. ointment? Um, I've, been, I've been icing it pretty good. The ice helps. Then somebody told me to Theragun it, and I Theragunned it. And Ooh. golly, I, it... um. It's like the tendons and the muscles right around your elbow, if you will. Oh. And that seemed to irritate it a smidge. So we're working through it. But ice is the friend. I, we should all be icing our bodies yeah, probably regularly. a lot more than we are. And, and we all seek heat, right? We seek heat when our bodies are in pain, when our body's probably actually crying out for some ice. What am I, guys? A freaking wellness coach? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, now I um, lean down on my chair. I'm having right. a lot of computer problems. I can't, What's going on? I want to get to this Britney Spears story, and I can't log into our show prep materials. Listen, I can help you here. Holly, were you able to find the video? It's sort of buried on this Daily Mail page, and it's like halfway down the page. It's you know, The Daily Mail does a terrible job of showcasing the video that the story is actually about. But yeah. I went through, and I watched this, this video. of Last week, we mentioned... Um, in an excerpt of the Britney book, which is out today, by the way. Happy yes. Britney Day. Yay. Um, she mentioned that she was in the runnings to play the role that Rachel McAdams eventually played in The Notebook. And I was shocked by that. I want to be honest. I, I too, thought, um, I don't know how serious she was really being considered. Rachel McAdams must have just acted, you know, circles around her well. Now the video is out of Britney's audition, and uh, 
I got to tell you, it was pretty darn impressive. It's now sort of gone viral, and it is her in this. You'll you'll hear at the beginning of this, and we can listen to as much of it as you want, Donna. At the beginning, you'll hear Ryan Gosling uh, sort of give her a feed line. I think it's Gosling because they have a picture next to each other later in that same room. Okay. But you get a little feed line, and then this is after he like finds her after they haven't seen each other in, I think, seven years, and she's found new love and is ready to start a new life and get married with this new person. And then, boom, Ryan Gosling back on the scene. Her acting, I must say, really, really good. Here's Britney Spears auditioning for The Notebook. Um, ready to go. We gotta go. Ryan's coming in. I'm not saying. I tried to call you to tell you that I wasn't gonna stay, but nobody answered the phone. Look, Noah, I can't be here. Not the way I feel about you. It's not fair to lie. Look, no, you can't marry two people. And I'm marrying one, so I should go, okay? I prayed for you to die. And the Lord, really, will not die. I would have felt completely horrible if you would have died, but I just, I kind of didn't want you to be alive anymore because I couldn't bear the thought of you being with somebody else or of us never seeing each other again, so I gotta go, okay? Noah, I'm so confused. It may not seem like it, but I really am. For seven years, no matter what I did, I couldn't get you out of my mind, and then and then I met Lon, and I told him I'd marry him, and I, and I want to marry him, I really do, but... Then I saw your picture in the paper, and I knew I had to see you again because we never really finished things, not really. Hmm. And now I'm here, and it's like, I feel so much, and all these adulcent feelings have come back, and I don't know, but I still love Lon, and I'd never break off our marriage. I would never do that. But basically, all I want to do is crawl in a hole and stay there for the rest of my life. You tell me what I should do. Tell me. Should I leave before I make a freaking total mess of things, or just... Just stay here and absorb whatever time we have left together. Please tell me what should I do? Hmm. Okay, so look, if you're an acting coach, there might be a few lines there where she could work on the delivery and maybe threw away a line here or there that could have been delivered different. That being said, and I know if, for, for you, my talkers, you, you just heard that's Britney Spears auditioning for The Notebook, this video unearthed and released by the director of The Notebook, who said she wasn't just good, she was phenomenal. Um, when you see the video as well, and you put her face with the voice, mm. that I think is rather compelling because there she does not look like she's, she looks like she's really in the moment, as they say. Like she is, I mean, tears show up in that monologue like 25 seconds in. And then she's fighting them back and then regains herself and then starts to lose it again. When you, if you see, have you seen the video yet, Donna? I can't find the video. It, yeah, because of it's how it's buried. But it's in that link midway down. If any of your computers start working throughout the day, watch it because oh, I see it now. Visually, now it shows up clearly. There it is. But it's, it, I thought it was pretty darn good. I she was surprised. She should have been a runner up. Yeah, she was. But I mean, I, 
I am surprised, but I'm not because, I mean, they get training when you're in the Mickey Mouse Club, right? They train you with acting classes and... But at the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, I don't know that there's a ton of crossover skill. But, I mean, think, think about all the people. Was Selena Gomez a Mickey Mouser? No, she Selena Gomez was a Barney. Oh, she was a Barney. Yes. But I, I've got to believe that they're getting some kind of training. I, you don't... I know they're getting training, but I don't know that that's where you're getting any of your dramatic chops. But she, because, you know, there, I don't know what the worst problem is that happens on the Mickey Mouse Club. It's probably like something about homework. But here, <laughs> you know, that was a very dramatic monologue yeah, that you, she did cold in a gym and just like, all right, we're rolling. And then, boom, you get one feed line. All right, we should go. The rain's coming in. And then she delivers this, like, 90-second monologue that was pretty damn good. So all that to say, I judged that excerpt last week and thought, yeah, I bet you were in the runnings for The Notebook. I know. Maybe that's because of my affinity for Rachel McAdams as an actress, whatever. But she was pretty dang good right there. She was good. I I, I do agree that seeing her makes it better than just hearing what we just listened to. Sure. Because you can see the emotion on her face. Otherwise, you know, otherwise I'm thinking, okay, I can memorize lines and do that. But no, there's a lot more to it. There's your body language. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like her eyes in it, not to get like too, you know, Meisner on this, but like her eyes, she looked like she was darting her eyes around, like looking for words that could help her yeah. communicate her next thought. Yeah, like it, it had a very realistic, raw vibe to it. Yeah, I agree. It anyway, was pretty so good. She had her. lots of potential as an actor. You could see it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like, more experience, a little more work. Yeah, you, you know, even think of, like, what we now know of Lady Gaga from a music superstar coming over to a very dramatic actress who people take very seriously. Uh, yeah, you could have seen something like that, although Britney said in the excerpt that we read last week, after her, what was it, Crossroads? After that was all yeah. done, she was happy to have done a one-and-done in the world of acting. She went. She said she got two into the character, she just was like, couldn't break out of it and shift back into normal Britney mode. And so she didn't think that acting was for her. Hmm. I bet you. I think, go ahead. I bet you they're dependent on the overall reception of the book and maybe what happens with her Instagram profile in the coming months and all that. You could see Hollywood's a place that they're always looking for what's the next splashy thing. I'm sure there's a casting director or a director or a writer out there who watches this today and says, hmm, is there a resurrection, a redemption opportunity that we could have here with Britney Spears, the actress? Could we get her to deliver in the current state that she's in? And I don't know if that is a possibility or not, but could we get her to deliver? Should we have her act again? I think we saw her in um, How I Met Your Mother. She did a scene as a receptionist, I think, and she was fantastic. Really, really good. I think she also says in the book that she has some regrets about staying in her safe zone, not taking more chances. Yeah, and not taking a role in the movie Chicago right. at the same time. Oh. Right. Can you yeah. imagine? She was up for a role in that movie musical, and she didn't take it because, like Donna said, she wasn't really willing to go outside of the box yeah. necessarily. But I, you know what? 
Britney Spears, I do think at the end of this memoir, she writes that she's really not interested in showbiz anymore. So even if folks did come to her with a really interesting thing Offer. that she could do, I think she would turn it down. Hmm. Maybe. So maybe we'll always just wonder what could have been with Aww. Britney Spears, the actress. It's beautiful. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> uh, I will say this now. Okay. I miss this, but uh, I guess Luke Bryan had recently forgotten some lyrics. Right, you do. You've, they're your oh, own songs. Yeah. But you just forget them, whatever. It's a lot uh, of songs, you know. A lot of lyrics. And earlier this month, apparently, uh, Nate Smith, country star, mm-hmm. consoled Luke Bryan on Instagram after the video of Luke, of Luke dropping the lyrics a few times um, ended up going kind of viral. And Nate posted his own clip of himself forgetting the lyrics to Better Boy at a recent gig. And he just said, I feel you. And when they asked him about it on the Hot 20 Countdown, he said that he still cringes when he hears that Nate Smith does. And uh, it wasn't the first time that it's happened. So now what he does at his performances is he uses a confidence monitor at his show. So it's a little less than a teleprompter, but it's kind of like one big screen at the foot of the stage that the audience can't see. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. But you can glance down and gather some words if that. you it's need to. I love it's called a confidence I monitor. I know, it's so cute. Isn't that great? I mean, it's like for your for your your kindergarten presentation and friends will have a confidence monitor in the front <laughs> with the picture of what you're talking about remember it's leaves oh my god i used the confidence monitor last week um at the event that i was doing in dc and i've used them before the only problem is they're down so it doesn't matter if you're a singer but if you're speaking Agreed. from them and it's um all of your script comes from it you have to look down a lot. So you have to look down and sort of pull the next sentence. Yeah. And then you want to look up and look at people. And then it's funny how as you're delivering remarks, you are saying them out loud and having a separate thought in that moment, which is, am I going to find it? Because then you're looking back down and hoping to find the sentence yeah. where you left off in the middle of the paragraph. Yeah, no, I get that. Because I've panicky. done this before, emceeing an event, and you're looking down at your script. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't like on the floor, the confidence monitor. It was like off to the side a little. And I'm like, yeah, that's just throwing me off. That's not helping me at all. I think it probably takes some getting used to. You're Like anything in life, right, Donna? Uh, it's so true. You are... Don't. When Say is it. your poetry book coming out? Later. When, when are you starting your line of successory posters? Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Amy Where'd Daniels, those go? Amy Daniels will have one behind her in her, in her office. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Uh, anyway. I gotta go. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time for See Something, Say Something. So John Stamos's ex is responding to a story that he recently shared mm-hmm. regarding her cheating. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious what she has to say because I heard the first part of the story. Um, so we'll hear that and uh, we'll see what else we get into, what else time allots for. When we come back, see something, say something next. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and where we believe if you see something, you should say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Uh, uh, Anybody going to read John Stamos' autobiography? 
You know, I'd like to think that I might, as a big fan of Full House, and John Stamos was everything I wanted to be when I was a kid. Aww. But I, I, but I don't know. I can't, I can't commit just yet. Okay, it's fine. Maybe put it on the Christmas list. Okay. Yeah. Well, some of the excerpts, of course, are leaking, just like they are with Britney's book. And it appears that he told a story about how he went to his girlfriend's house. And her name, her name is uh, Terry Copley. And he went over to her house and found her in the guest house in bed with Tony Danza. He didn't know it was Tony Danza at the time. He put the pieces together. He saw, you know, four feet and uh, went to, to leave. And his first thought was, she's never shown me that before. Get it like they have, like she had four feet. All right. It was an awkward <laughs> attempt at a mutation joke. Continue. At a mutation joke. Oh, my God. Anyway, he ends up looking inside the car. There's like a half naked poster of her and it's written out to Tony. And then he sees boxing gloves in there. So he puts together that it was Tony Danza. Well, now Terry Copley says that they were broken up. She said, she says they were already broken up when he found her. In that situation, he she does confirm his part of the story that he did come over to, to her place to find her naked in bed to a passed out Tony Danza. But she tells People magazine she she had ended their relationship. So I was wondering what, what was John doing there? He looked at me, shook his head, shook his head, walked away. It doesn't mean he still didn't have feelings for you sometimes the end of relationships i think can get a little bit blurry i think the timeline can get a touch confused he mentioned this on live with kelly and mark and they were like wait what they you know the as he drops the name they're like okay wait have you ever talked to tony danza about this and john stamos said no and they said well why not and he said well he's a boxer (laughs) 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 he knows how to hold his own that's funny um, you know, I, what what really blows my mind is just how you can have an experience with a person and the next thing you know, you're in their book, you, you know, and they're throwing you under the bus. Yeah, there is a, uh, we're seeing that with Brittany, right? Right now with some JT stuff yeah. and uh, who knows what else might be in there. But yeah, these celebrity memoirs, I think every time a celebrity says, I'm writing a memoir, if it's someone that you, the celebrity, happen to know, you're thinking, uh-oh, am I in this? Are they? Um, is my story one of the stories that makes the cut here? Right. And, and you said, well, I hope they would call in advance and say, hey, this is going to go in there. But I doubt that happens that often. The publisher certainly isn't, certainly isn't encouraging that. Right? Yeah, They're like, give me point. the best stories. It's just kind of a little part of me. Hurt, it hurts my heart. Yeah. I, I you know, Because I would never do that to a friend or someone that I once loved. Unless I talk. how many zeros are on that check? <laughs> well, there is that. Yep. I was going to say unless I talk to them about it first, because th- there are going to be many, many questions. What if a publisher said, "Look, you said, look, I spoke with the person. They said they're not comfortable with me sharing that in the book." And the publisher said, "Well, the publisher, uh, uh, we, we really want it, 
And so we'll throw one more zero on. So now this is a you know $10 million advance. Oh, I don't know. I'd Pay like to think cabin. I'm not motivated by money. Cabin's paid off. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> There's your Tuesday morning flex. <laughs> Woo. Woo. You know, I just, I... I don't know. I'd like to think I wouldn't be that motivated by money. That's good. You're passing You're passing the test. This is great. Yay! Yeah. A woman of uh, integrity. I don't know. I just... I, <laughs> Maybe. I just... I don't think I could live with myself. Like, that would follow me everywhere for the rest of my life, knowing that I hurt someone by writing something in their book, in my book. Sure. Thank you for listening. Donna, I uh, felt obliged to, almost like it was contractual. <laughs> it By kind way, of is. Speaking of see something, say something, Donna sent me pictures this morning Ugh. of her yard and the amount of leaves in her yard. Do you, you understand? Cut some of those trees down. You gotta cut some of these trees down. What is going on That's right there? One it looks like tree. a forest. That is one tree that I was showing you from the backyard. Oh my gosh. One Donna. tree. I mean, and it's are... not even done falling yet. Just, I just wanted you to know what you're in for, planting all those trees. You can't even see grass Mm-mm. in your yard. Nope. I have a patio there, too. You can't even see that. Is that what's under there? Yes. <laughs> Looks like some sort of apocalyptic scene of, like, this is where people used to gather. <laughs> That's because I took all the cushions in. and Yeah, it looks abandoned. What kind of tree is that that you got in that backyard? It looks like it's a shared tree with you and your neighbor. Well, he would not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's yours? It is mine. What um, is that, an oak tree? It's an ash tree. Oh, boy. So you have to get a check for those emerald ash borers. Oh, well, yeah. They took all those off my street. Mine, too. Oh. Uh, mine and a na- one neighbor, um, Nancy and Mike. Are the I think we're the only ones left with ash trees. I treat it every two years. Am I the ash hat? I love it. It's oh. a play on a segment. <laughs> yeah, that segment would as hosted by Liza Minnelli. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there it is. It landed. Yeah, yeah there ash we go. Hat. That's funny. Because <laughs> she's funny. a shusher. Uh, oh. Who else was shushing? The Dolly Parton was shushing during a she's song. She's a bit the other of a day. shusher. Yeah, she was shushing pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, I did see, oh, by the way, Target Halloween decor is 30% off. That sale began the day after I purchased my Halloween decor. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine, Donna. It's fine. You're Mr. Moneybags. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm thinking about getting more. And then I saw these, there are these people, I think they're in Boston. Yeah. And they're celebrating the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. They made a giant ship with skeletons on it and skeleton pirates. I mean, it's a big ash. Oh wow! <laughs> ship, and I tell you what, it's something. And then they're helping to raise money too. They have like a QR code there, so that you can uh, you can donate money and actually help them um, to raise money for the Jimmy Fund with their big elaborate Halloween display. Anyway, you can search it. Tea party decoration. You'll find them. We gotta go. Music news next. Bye, Holly. Thanks, guys. Bye, Holly. Bye.